and away! Welcome back to DCOP, the Disney Channel and Original Podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Megan. And each week, we rewatch a Disney Channel original movie and talk about it, laugh about it, joke about it a lot, and then we attempt to put it on our ultimate DCOM ranking list. This week, we are watching the 2000 superhero movie, Up, Up, and Away. And here to talk about the movie with us is a very special guest. She has a BFA in acting. She loves coffee, sleeping, and Taco Bell. And she is also one of my roommates. Please welcome to the podcast, Neely Seams. I am honored to be here. <laughs> oh, what a great time. <laughs> oh my gosh. So fun fact about the three of us, all three of us met back in 2014 at Governor's School for the Arts. That's crazy. We did. Little yeah. BBs. <laughs> Little BBs from all different parts of the great state of West Virginia. Indeed. So yeah. Very excited to have you on the podcast, Neely. Thank you. I'm really yes. excited to be here. This movie is a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, I love this movie. <laughs> so, Neely, what is your relationship to DCOMs overall? Oh, I was a DCOM baby. I'm a big fan of Cheetah Girls 2. And High School Musical 2. I really love a sequel. <laughs> but I do. And it took me a long time to realize that DCOMs were like not peak cinema. You know? <laughs> yeah. As a kid, I was like, this is the peak of art. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. So, I, I guess that answers the question, but I still want to ask, what's your top favorite DCOM? You, you said you liked the sequels. So, what yeah. if you had to pick one? Xenon. I know it was neither of the ones that I mentioned, but Xenon <laughs> is definitely my favorite. The first one? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Nice. Nice. It's good. a banger. <laughs> it is. It's like, it's it's at the top of our list. Well, I think it's number yeah. two now. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. a avid listener of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love this that's podcast. So, that's so funny. <laughs> So why did you choose to come on for this decom? So it was part of the like Black History Month thing. And this is one of those movies that like I always remembered. And until I would like, I would try to like tell other people about it. Be like, you know, that movie where like they can't touch aluminum foil. <laughs> and, and people would be like, what are you talking about? And so you guys asking me to do this like reassured reality for me a little bit. <laughs> I was like, I'm not crazy. This movie exists. <laughs> this is this is really funny. So I, I said that Neely and I are roommates right now. We are recording in separate rooms connected mm -hmm. by a shared bathroom. And I can sometimes hear Neely and I know she can hear me. <laughs> it's just very funny. <laughs> No I can also, poop is secret. <laughs> no, not a single. I know everything that happens in that bathroom. I could also like hear our producer, Josh. Producer Josh is our other roommate who lives on the other side of me. And I can hear his little pitter patter and feet coming to fix things. So this is going to be a fun time. It's a little Megan sandwich. Aww. <laughs> super, super fun. So why don't we hop into this? Sabrina, could you please hit us with a summary? When Scott, the son of a superhero-filled family, shows no signs of emerging superpowers, he must find a way to save his family from a brainwashing criminal mastermind. Crazy. This movie was nuts. That's such a concise way to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. 
So let's talk about our memories of this movie. Neely, since you're the guest, we're going to start with you. What was your memories going into watching this again? So it, it was really just flashes of this movie, of like little images of this movie, of the scene where like she has the zucchini bread in tongs and she's like throwing it in because she can't touch aluminum foil. I completely forgot like the entire plot of this <laughs> movie and the costumes. There was something about the costumes that always just like stuck out to me. And specifically the moms, again, her costume is like by far the best one. And the soccer game at the end. Those were my memories of this movie and just absolutely loving it. <laughs> For a movie that I really liked, I didn't remember much. <laughs> That's so much more than I remembered. Yeah, so my memory of it, I didn't remember the aluminum foil going into it. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, the aluminum foil. Like there were so many things that when I saw it, it reminded me how much I watched this movie as a kid. I watched this movie all the time and I didn't even realize how much I did. But like when I was trying to recall it, I remembered the little sister had laser vision and I remembered her. And then I remembered George Jefferson from the Jeffersons yes. playing the grandpa in the movie. <laughs> um, which is just, that makes me laugh. He's so funny. Um, I like, I loved All in the Family and like by association, the Jeffersons. So like loved seeing him. And then I remembered, like you said, the costumes stuck out to me. Like I remember Bronze Eagle and Warrior Woman's costumes specifically. Yeah. Yeah, I, my memories are very vague of this movie. Like, I have vague memories of this movie's existence from childhood. And specifically, it was, the, like you guys are saying, like, the costumes are very memorable from this movie. And I think that's what, like, struck me when I first saw it. But I also have a very, like, traumatizing memory of watching the scene of his dad dropping him as they're flying. <gasps> And I I was like, that's my worst nightmare. I never want to fly. Like, this is awful. So that's probably my biggest memory of this movie. That's so oh, funny. No. So I guess before we hop in, would you guys like to know a little bit about the writer and director? Yes. Yes. I would love to. Okay. So this movie was written by Dan Berenson. And we've seen some of his work before, but we haven't talked about it in a while. So just to reiterate some of this man's stuff, Dan Berenson wrote some other famous decoms, such as Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, Stuck in the Suburbs, Halloween Town High, Twitches, Twitches 2, Cheetah Girls 3, The Hannah Montana Movie, The Wizards of Waverly Place Movie, Camp Rock 2, and Teen Beach 2. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this man is keeping the lights on. He really <laughs> is. <laughs> like, I feel like there's like three three writers that we just keep running into that have written every D DCOM ever. <laughs> and this guy's definitely one of them. That's how you create a cinematic universe. That's true. So the movie was directed by Robert Townsend. But you all might know him a little better as Bronze Eagle, the dad in this movie, also directed the movie. I think that's so cool. <laughs> I'm always just, I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed when people do that. Robert Townsend also, he's, he's directed a lot of things, some notable things that stood out to me. He directed a music video for Stevie Wonder. He directed Eddie Murphy's stand-up special, Raw. And he has some uh, experience with superhero movies. Back in the day before this, I, I want to say it was like the 90s. It might have been the late 80s, but I think it was the 90s. He wrote and directed and starred as the title role in a movie called Meteor Man, which was about a superhero. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. He also has directed two episodes of the show Black Lightning, which is about a family of black superheroes. China and McLean is on that show. So this man has been like fighting for black representation in superhero media since forever. Like, I just, I think that's so cool. Like, he's been on the forefront. Yeah. So let's hop into this movie. First off, 
I want to bring up the fact that this movie is canonically in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes! <laughs> um, it definitely yes. is. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> they yeah. fully talk about Spider-Man and Mary Jane, and they talk about the Fantastic Four, and the fact that this is on Disney+. Plus Now, this is before, this was way before Disney bought Marvel, too. So, like, what exactly is stopping us from seeing the steel condor and bronze eagle in, you know, the next Spider-Man movie? (laughs) Nothing. Nothing is stopping us. (laughs) But also, he talks about Superman. This movie bridges the DC and Marvel universe. This is huge. Is this? (laughs) Hold on. If we can get all these actors back. I want us to see this movie where this, I want to see this branch of the multiverse where all of these exist in one. Yes. Yes, please. (laughs) Oh man. So Neely, why don't you go first? What's like, what's the first thing that you really loved about this movie? I think I love, I don't mean to get too deep like right away, but I love the family unit. It is such like the sweetest they, it's, it's the best family. It's the best Disney family. They're so supportive and understanding. And like, just whenever he's like, he's worried and they're like, we just want you to be happy and healthy. And like, I don't know. I think it's very sweet. And the parents are rational. They're not stupid. Like, it's great. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great A family. That was my first note too. I I loved the family. I loved the, yeah. I don't know. I liked the big brother. I didn't feel like, I don't know. I felt like the siblings all had a very healthy relationship. You still saw them get on each other's nerves sometimes, but they still, you know, and I guess like when you think about it, if you as a family hold such a big secret, that's going to bring you closer than Mm -hmm. most. And then I love, I loved the grandparents in it. We could have had more grandma, I think, but also like you can't put anyone in a scene with George Jefferson and not expect (laughs) him to be the focal point of whatever scene he's in. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) Sabrina, what about you? Well, my first note was also the family dynamic um, and how much I love that. So I'm going to move on to my second one, which was the pace of this movie was absolutely fantastic. I thought it kept me engaged the entire time. And I I was not expecting that from especially like an older DCOM because I feel like a lot of DCOMs have pacing issues, but this one was on point the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Man, some of the care, I'd love to talk about some characters individually. <laughs> I, I just want to start with Scott. Scott was a cute little kid. I thought he was a good protagonist. Mm-hmm. And I loved the little sister. I loved Steel Condor, Grandpa. I just, I, I can't talk enough about him. But also Scott's little buddy, Randy. I thought he stole the show. <laughs> I could have punched Randy at any given moment. <laughs> I loved him. I thought he was so funny. He really he did the most. acting the hell out of his part. <laughs> he did. I thought he was so funny. Also, he was a I great the, actor. Yeah, I yeah, thought the yeah. villain, the I can't remember the, the his name, but the skeezy villain, Malcolm. Mm-hmm. He he was dripping. Yeah, Malcolm. He was dripping with skis. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I love the the double cross moment. It yeah. was it kept me back and forth. I was so <gasps> mm-hmm. <gasps> every time. <laughs> yeah. but randy i great actor Mm -hmm. i i he was so annoying that character (laughs) is so annoying (laughs) i think i would have oh oh, sorry go ahead go ahead some of my favorite randy moments were definitely when he like did the most trying to go up against the villains and he was like pretending that he was a superhero right or whatever he was doing the absolute most and I loved it and also him butting in to Amy and Scott's like little flirtation like him just like putting his head in between them being like okay we have business (laughs) to do y'all like can we stop (laughs) I loved it (laughs) he was so funny (laughs) 
one thing going back to the the family unit i i should have organized my notes better i loved that every member of the family had multiple different superpowers you know mm-hmm. like most superhero movies we see they have like one power or like little things that branch off it like if you look at like Sky High or The Incredibles, like they have their one thing. And I thought it was like super dope that each person had multiple superpowers. I thought that was kind of different and kind of the dream. Like, why do I have to choose? <laughs> and I like how they were like, there was the family trait of like the super speed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I thought that that was cute. It was like a, yeah, like the little pass down of like mm-hmm. flying between Steel Condor and you know like all of those things i thought it was really cute yeah i also love we talked about this a little bit already but how tin foil is their kryptonite brilliant Mm -hmm. comedic gold i loved it (laughs) especially for the cage at the end yes oh my god the intricate tin foil cage (laughs) with like the tin foil like chandeliers like what yeah yeah they're like like, we're gonna imprison them but also make it a dance yeah (laughs) i also i loved the i loved the underscoring i loved slash hate the underscoring in the first scene where we see the tinfoil because like so if i didn't tell you what this movie was about you would be really confused for like the first eight minutes. Yes. Because you, yep. we, we don't find out that they're superheroes, but you just see them acting super weird around this tinfoil. And it's like the most dramatic shot camera angle I have ever seen, the most dramatic music. And it was excellent. I loved it. Which to Randy's credit, I think makes his reaction even better. Yeah. He's like, your family's yeah. crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. What is happening? Like, we are Randy you. in that moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man. <laughs> also, are we going to talk about the fact that Sky High, Encanto, and Up, Up, and Away are all the same movie? Let me tell you right now. <laughs> I wrote down in like for my final thoughts, I literally I'm wrote so down sorry. a sentence. No, no, no. You are fine because I'm so glad that you saw this as well. <laughs> I wrote down this movie walked so Sky High could run, so Encanto could fly. Yes. 100 <laughs> percent It's it's the same movie. <laughs> it is. I have not yet seen Encanto, so I can't speak on that, but it's definitely Sky High for sure. I understand yeah. I'm so late to the game. I need to. <laughs> if you see both of these movies, you've seen Encanto. Yeah. <laughs> you've seen it. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Songs. Yeah. No, you. That's Yeah, true. you gotta, you That's do true. gotta watch Encanto. Also, I didn't cry in Sky High or this. I sob violently when I watch Encanto. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah, it is Sky High. I'm So we're going to watch Sky High at some point because it's like, it's one of those movies that we thought was a decom, but it's not. But like, it's it's kind of weird that it like, like in Kanto, I can, I can separate a little bit, but like, these are like blatantly like superhero movies and it's kind of the same movie. It's just, it's interesting. Yeah. Mm. It's just got a bigger budget. Yeah. That's what that is. That's what I wanted. I wanted to see this movie with a bigger budget. Yes. Yeah. Which sure. I, we can talk more about that when we get to yeah. negatives. Because I have a few more uh, positives, but I want to hear some more of your guys's positives from your lists. Neil, <laughs> you go ahead. Okay, sweet. I think that my next like, I loved the romance. I thought it was the cutest, most innocent little like kid romance you know like there was nothing it wasn't too dramatic you know at the end he Mm -hmm. like was still afraid to ask her out on the date and I just thought that it was like I think that's what it is it's like it kind of ties in with my first positive is that all of their relationships in this movie are very grounded in reality and like how they would react in the moment and I just thought that like their love was like so sweet and also <laughs> annoying because they would pick <laughs> on each other and like I don't know like he was worried about impressing his family not about like being the biggest superhero or something like that I just mm-hmm. thought it's just all the relationships are really grounded yeah 
No, I th- I agree with that. And I think I talking about like the relationships like with him and what's her name? Amy. Is that her name? Yeah. Amy. And then like with his parents, I loved like the the underlying theme in this movie is like the pressure that we put on kids like mm-hmm. in a family where like Scott, it never really felt like he really wanted to be a superhero. Like obviously he wanted it. But, like, it was more because his family really wanted him to be a superhero. And he was fine just, like, kicking around a ball and picking on his little crush with her bangs. And, like, (laughs) I just, like, I think we see all this stress. And, like, the family doesn't mean to put it on him. But I don't know. I just, I liked that underlying theme and how you can see that. Like, it felt real. Like what you said, every relationship was grounded. Like, we've all felt stress from our families and from our friends. And I think it just, it's, it's very self-reflective. It shows like how we need to examine those things. Mm-hmm. I also want to talk about how clever Scott is. Like he was put in situations where he should have had superpowers, but he didn't. And he found like really <laughs> yes. creative, like funny, clever ways of getting out of those situations. And I was honestly mm-hmm. like shook by his ideas <laughs> throughout the movie. I was like, wow, okay. I don't I wouldn't have thought of that, but dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he becomes kind of like the the guy in the chair, you know, for the family. Yeah. By the end of the movie. Because he yeah. knew it was hypnot like that the videos were hypnotizing them immediately. Yeah. You yeah. know, he was like, this is it. Which and, like crazy. Can we talk about this like evil plot for a second? <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> it it scares the crap out of me. They, I, first of all, it's probably already happening. How do you think that we can sit and like scroll on TikTok or Instagram for three hours and not think that this is not the exact thing? Like this is the blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it kind of reminded me, now stick with me here. Have you all, the villain's plot where they want to like, they're hypnotizing children and then they can like control their minds. And Nina, the good villain, wants to use it to like hypnotize them to recycle more and take care of the planet. And then Malcolm, the skeezy villain, is like, I I just want like money. I want to make these kids wear blue. Like, he's like, I'm going to use this for evil. And it kind of reminded me, and I don't know if this is a meme or an actual panel from a comic book, but have you seen it's from a Spider-Man comic? And okay, (laughs) it's I'll send I'll send it to you guys. But it's like Spider-Man is fighting this giant pterodactyl man. And he the pterodactyl man is like a scientist and he is wanting to turn everybody into dinosaurs. And Spider-Man says, you can rewrite DNA on the fly and you're using it to turn people into dinosaurs. But with tech like that, you could cure cancer. And the guy says, but I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. (laughs) 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 And that's... That's what this plot reminded me of. Where it's like, you could save the planet and stop wars, but I don't want to save the planet and stop wars. I want to get my bag. I also like, why, why did they have to make it a secret? Do you know how like I would sign up to be hypnotized into like not wanting to eat cheese anymore. <laughs> like, if I could hypnotize myself into making it easier to be eco-friendly, I would sign up for that. You don't have to throw it away. Yeah. Like you can like, I'll sign me up. I'm there. So many people would be. But she's yeah. just like, I'm just going to make a recycle. And I'm like, you don't care. You are not using your big brain. I don't know. This I want to. This is what I. uh, This is a character I want us to talk about while we're moving on to Nina and we're talking about Earth protectors. I need to know both of your in-depth thoughts on Nina because I keep going back and forth on loving and hating her as a character, like Mm -hmm. from a from a like a writing standpoint. Because I'm like, girl, 
Like you obviously know that Malcolm is not good for you. But in a way, I I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, but I'm gonna and then we'll see. If you are any of my friends' moms, skip ahead 15 seconds. Nina was kind of dickmatized, I yes. feel personally. Yeah. And <laughs> I think that like you know, she 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 saw the red flags, but she was wearing red glasses, so they looked like regular flags. And I think we all know this girl. We have all been this girl where, like, we know that this person is not good and they are not going to be good for our mind control technology. But we let them... We just keep letting them in. And I just, yeah. I don't know. I think that's the word. I can't find a better word than I think Nina was digmatized by Malcolm. Like, I think he was, he had her wrapped around his little finger. 100%. I, I love the character Nina because mm-hmm. from a writing standpoint, because the reason we don't know if we like her or not, it's not because of the writing. It's because we yeah. don't want to acknowledge that we have all been Nina. <laughs> 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 left her this man put her in a building and convinced her to stay in the building while he while he blew it up he set her on fire and she still went back to him i fully thought that he killed her just like full-on was like oh i'm just gonna blow up this building with you in it like i fully thought he murdered this woman and i was like why did she just let him do that yeah yeah, no, because he was okay with it. Because he was like, I mean, if they don't get here, that's that'll make things easier. I won't have to feel guilty anymore. <laughs> and she was, she was there. She was like, I don't understand why I have to be the one. And he was like, You, it's you. You have to. Like she was ready to die for this man. Yeah. I just I, Nina. Yeah. <laughs> Nina. It was a little too realistic. I feel like I feel like some people could watch that and be like, "I don't buy it." But like, ha- I think since we have all been Nina, I don't know. It it cuts deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the people yeah. who don't like Nina haven't reflected enough on their life. No, it's also <laughs> like Malcolm is like he reminds me of every guy in high school. Like he doesn't even like her yes. a little. Mm-hmm. Like he barely. <laughs> He barely gives her anything. Yeah. Like, at all. I don't know. (laughs) Poor Nina. And their little sidekick. Does he have a name? Their sidekick? sidekick? (laughs) I don't know. I forgot. The crony guy who, like, is is that his cousin or something? You know, like. (laughs) And I'm just like, what? He's not hiding the fact that they don't like her. No. Like. He is, like, outwardly being, like, shut up, Nina. We don't like you. Your ideas are bad. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You love me. But a good relationship in this movie, the mom and dad. Yes. Yeah. I love them. They, them casually fighting while just, like, whooping ass. Like, they're mm-hmm. fighting crime while bickering and it's like the least amount of effort i thought that was a really fun scene mm-hmm. yeah and they're it's like over the sweetest stuff you know mm-hmm. like they have the healthiest relationship yeah you know they have yeah. like they are like setting great examples if you like take the superhero-ness out of it like they are like two people who love each other a lot who are like trying to set who are trying to be like the best people for their kids, mm-hmm. you know, and like, yeah. I in their community, really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just oh. also. Can I say something that is like super shallow that is a plus of mine? Absolutely, I I beg you. <laughs> I forgot how hot the older brother was. <laughs> okay, I'm I not had gonna such lie a you. crush on him as a kid. I one of my notes is that the mom is hot, straight up. Oh, 100%. 100%. The mom is hot. Also, in my mind, before I went into it, I I thought that, like, the mom in her, like, superhero costume, she reminds me of Janet Jackson. Yes. 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 Like, going into this, like, (laughs) thinking about those two actors when they're masked up in their costumes, 
I feel like the dad reminds me of Carl Weathers and the mom reminds me of Janet Jackson. <laughs> That's very true. She, oh gosh. Oh, when she gets on that bike. Yes. When she gets on her bike. Oh, <gasps> <my God. laughs> Lord help us all. <laughs> this is the thirstiest decom movie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is not This is not the thirstiest we have ever been. Please, uh, the thirstiest we ever been was Johnny Tsunami. We'll never top that. True. True. You guys are that granddad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop thinking about Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> Do you guys have any more positives? No. Yes, but I don't know. No. <laughs> I thought the score was pretty banging. I loved that. Da, na, 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 na. Like, I, mm-hmm. iconic. I loved yeah. the, the main theme. Yeah. It yeah. almost feels like it was, like, the practice movie for the movie that it deserves to be. <laughs> yeah. That's a great yeah. way of saying it. Like, I, like same cast, just... I like, and it could be, it could be a blockbuster movie. Yeah. Yeah. It could be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It really could be. It is. But also, I would love to see that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I would too. I mean, that's like one of my first, like, that's one of my biggest things is like, I want, and I guess this could transition us into negatives because a lot of my negatives are technical. I think that the this movie not having a bigger budget fails it. Like, like it's just like the special effects. Woof. <laughs> um, I I wrote down was the costume budget just forty dollars in Michael's gift cards? Um, yeah. <laughs> like the costumes they, were awful. <laughs> they looked straight up from Spirit Halloween. Yeah. I, okay, so this is, I go back and forth on how I feel about the costumes Mm -hmm. because I, like, they could have been way better, 100%. The thing that bothered me the most, the masks. The masks, they bothered me. Oh, eyes. My God. I wanted to scream. (laughs) Oh, the coloring in of the eyes. Yes. And then pretending like, I thought I was going crazy. I did too. (laughs) It took me probably like, oh my God. I I was like probably like halfway through the movie when I finally figured it out. And I remember being a kid being like, why did these masks look weird? Mm -hmm. And for those who haven't rewatched, this will probably make you mad, but they have their superhero masks that cover their eyes, but they take like makeup and color Mm -hmm. in like the skin and like their eyelids on their actual human face Mm -hmm. the color of the mask so like the warrior woman has red eyes scott has black eyes and so does like steel condor Mm -hmm. bronze eagle has blue eyes and then when they take the mask off suddenly that paint is gone well except whenever scott is saving nina Well, no, his mask fell off and the paint was It does, it does, but you can see it from shot to shot. Sometimes, like, the black is still on his eyes. (gasps) I I didn't notice that. But also, when the mask... No, you're good. When the mask is off of Scott, there's, like, a um, thin, like, mesh where they colored in. And so they're trying to play it off like it's not colored in. Like it's part of the mask. It was infuriating. Infur- I can't yeah. believe that anybody thought that was okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like, imagine. Oh, we're we're, we're going to have to post like close-up shots on the Instagram so you guys can see. Sorry, go on, Sabrina. I mean, just imagine, like, I was thinking of, like, the quick change moments that they have from, like, normal person to superhero. And just imagine, like, if they actually (laughs) Mm -hmm. colored it in and they just have, like, a crayon, like, a makeup crayon that they, like, shove around their eyes and quickly put on the mask. (laughs) Bronze Eagle, there's a woman in a burning building. Give me a second. I got to get my eyeliner on. (laughs) But in the beginning, whenever we see how the 
LeBron's ego has to change quickly as in a bush. A minivan in a bush. <laughs> and like he's like later on, you see Steel Condor, and he's like ripping his stuff off, but like. Bronze Eagle is like gently like taking his stuff off and just like yeah. throwing it into a bush. And I'm like, you couldn't have done this any other way. <laughs> you weren't prepared for this. <laughs> I just I don't and I don't think it would have been bad if they just had their normal skin colored mm-hmm. skin right. under the mask. Yeah. Like every other superhero. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it was we I don't know if they were trying to convince us that. That was part of the mask. I think that's what they were trying to do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, definitely. Because you see it with the with the Scott mask later. Yeah. Yeah. And it's infuriating. It's that is the most <laughs> gaslighty. <laughs> when I, I tell like, you, <laughs> when I finally realized it, I yelled. <laughs> I was pissed. <laughs> I realized it immediately. I was so annoyed yeah. by it from the get. Yeah. I, gosh. But also, at the costumes, there was something endearing about them. <laughs> you know? It was something, whenever all the, like, superheroes are together, and I realized how bad the costumes could have been. Because in the background at the party with the other superheroes, there's a guy with an obvious, like, fake chest plate on. And it's huge. It's like, and you can just see, like, whenever he moves, it's just foam. They didn't attach it to his body in any way. And I go, you know what? They could have done worse. They could have done worse. (laughs) That scene especially was the part that made me like write down like these costumes are tragic and it was really like more of the background Mm -hmm. characters i feel like the main characters they stepped it up a little more but the Mm -hmm. background characters in that party scene were tragedies it was bad what can you expect when you know they used all of the shiny fabric from joanne's to make the main cast (laughs) And they don't right. have anything else to make the background characters. They did their best. <laughs> does uh, does anyone else have any other some other negatives? I, this is something that just got under my skin a little bit in the beginning when Malcolm like throws the gum wrapper outside of the van. I don't know why. Like, I know that's like, oh, he's actually a bad guy. But there was something about, like, the light balance whenever they, like, panned to the gum wrapper. And, like, it was, like, it was the most melodramatic out of all of the things, you know? Do you think that was more dramatic than the the zucchini bread? (laughs) The zucchini bread was warranted, though. Yeah. Because you had, like, because then, and they play it off in the zucchini bread then little squirt randy is like he's like your family's weird but in this it's like he's the bad guy you know i was a little like okay kids are a little smarter than this yeah just a little bit but sabrina what about you one of my biggest like eye roll moments that i really they could have easily changed was that scott used soccer to beat the bad guys and somehow a soccer ball made a computer explode (laughs) just not sure how that worked (laughs) it was like a chekhov's gun almost i guess because we see him playing soccer throughout but then he uses it I don't know. It was lame. It was really, it was like, oh, his real superpower is he got kicks. Like, (laughs) yeah. I didn't hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) No. I thought it was like very sweet. I thought it was very in in the world. You know, like, was it kind of dumb? Yes. Is the whole movie a little dumb? Yeah. <laughs> but like in a good way, you know, yeah. in like in a in a camp way almost, you know. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, we're yeah. you know. It is a little dumb. Yeah. But, you know. I think like tying into that, like that 
My only like non-technical issue is like the end of the movie. I feel like the climax was a little too easy. Like he, they get captured by the guards and then they break out pretty easily because they do this like kind of weak home alone sequence where they have bubble wrap and I don't know. That was a, that was like what's going on here? And I just felt like it was a little too easy between Scott like kicking the ball and then everything blows up. But I they were probably running out of time, so I get it because like the rest of the movie, great. But I just think the if we had a little more time and a little more money, we could have had a better too much. ending time panning to that gum wrapper at the beginning <laughs> yeah <laughs> also a lot of shots of just like children with their mouths wide open <laughs> yeah yes yes <laughs> it's like yeah. oh they're being hypnotized now <laughs> yeah i also want to talk about malcolm in that like last scene where he had zero expression when they like caught him and took him away. Like he looked zoned out. Like he forgot to act the entire scene. And I was like, oh, okay. So he's not worried at all. Like, okay, cool. (laughs) And it was just so interesting to me. Yeah, he did. They gave up. Malcolm gave up at the end. (laughs) He really did. (laughs) One of my issues is that I think that Amy deserved to remember over Randy. Really? Because Randy can't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> and did not. It makes did, it funny. He did not want to help. Yeah, he like came through at the end, right? You know, he's like, stop flirting. We have things to do. But like, Amy was the brains of the operation. Without them, they would not have won. I don't know. You know I think I'm Amy, team Randy. <laughs> I'm team Randy <laughs> over Amy. I can't. I can't get behind it. And I tell you what. If Randy had forgotten over Amy, I would have liked Randy more throughout the whole movie. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> that one choice. You I didn't think... want to be a part of this. I think that, oh, but Scott needs a friend. He's been lying yeah. to his It could have been friend. Amy. Girls come and go. Randy was making fun of him. Yeah. Randy he still couldn't accept by the end of the movie that he did not have powers. That's true. This is true. I don't mean to be a buzzkill on Randy. I do. I think he's fun. I think he's a little mean. <laughs> yeah. I just That's think valid. he's so funny. <laughs> what if they made Scott forget instead? <laughs> oh, like they... <laughs> now, hear me out. The pain of not having powers in a family full of powers... I think I would not want to know. What if they made the family forget? And then there's a sequel where they realize that they all have powers. (laughs) And then Scott has to go through it all over again. (laughs) Poor little boy. Poor Scott. (laughs) He just wants to go D1 in soccer. I also want to ask the question. During this whole tinfoil cage ordeal... Where was the little sister? She was just yes, just we chilling. More Molly. I think the yeah. grandma was probably watching her because Steel Condor was uh, trying to fly. <laughs> right, that's a great he joke. Flew I... at the speed. <laughs> he, he flew at the speed of a kite. I loved it. I thought he's so funny. I loved that we. You could you could have taken Steel Condor out of the movie, and it would have. Like, you could have written different things into his part and it would have made sense, but it's so much better with him in it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I just think the movie is elevated by his presence. Mm-hmm. And he had a good relationship with his grandson. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's very sweet. He did almost let him get murdered. In the <laughs> well, he didn't scene. know. He didn't know. No, he did. Whatever the dad was going to take him up to the to fly, he wasn't was like, the, mm, my grandson Was the grandpa might die. there, though? Yeah. <laughs> They yeah. were all sipping their broccoli juice <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> that was another thing. All they eat are raw vegetables. <laughs> I love else. I love it. I love the They're not details. cooked. They're not cooked or anything. Unseasoned raw vegetables hey, straight we don't from know the if dirt. Unseasoned. We don't they know were if raw. Unseasoned. There's this nothing. Is a, this is a black family. Nearly. 
We do not know if those are unseasoned or not. That's why it surprised me. It didn't look like they were cooked or anything. I that the details in this movie are amazing. <laughs> They're impeccable. I, like, oh my gosh. If we're done with negatives, I'd love to move into fashion since we've already been talking about these costumes. The Little Sisters overalls, iconic. Yes. The yellow overalls and the pink shirt, I would wear that. Yes. Yes. So cute. So precious. So cute. Their day-to-day outfits are amazing. They're just regular people. Like, no one's trying to be a fashion icon, Mm -hmm. which prevents the embarrassment of the early 2000s. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And they're just normal people. It's great. Yeah, I I also I liked the the like the '90s styles, like Scott's yellow and blue windbreaker. The grandpa had a really mm-hmm. nice sweater, and I know this yeah. is more of costuming for the going back to the costumes. Even though we've been crapping on these costumes, I loved Steel Condor's tall collar. I thought it was so funny. Yes, what what yeah. does that do for him in? Like, what's the, I don't know what abilities that gives him. And also, I think the brother just needs a whole new costume. Like, (laughs) try again. Yeah. (laughs) I will say, I do think that, like, going back to the whole, like, the budget disservice them, the ideas behind all of the costumes are amazing. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, if these were, like, the prototypes, like, they would be the most banger costumes. Yeah. Yeah. But, like... It's just they didn't fit them. Yeah, that was my I biggest think, issue. Yeah. It wasn't even the quality. It was like they didn't. They were too big on them. Yeah, I yeah. think you were like kind of spot on when you kind of said like this feels like a proof of concept mm-hmm. <laughs> more yeah. so than like the actual movie, which I do feel like is very in tune for the early two thousand decoms. Yeah, no, for sure. I also <laughs> want to bring up the mom's work suit was iconic i thought it looked so dope Mm -hmm. she looked great in it and i was like i would wear that right now Mm -hmm. yeah i loved it Mm -hmm. i loved the mom she was so great i would wear badass anything she wore yeah yeah she's great yeah (laughs) sorry i'm just like getting flashes of the mom throughout the movie now (laughs) warrior woman stands over here Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was a little messed up. Sorry, I just remember this. I thought it was a little messed up that Scott only had a poster of his dad in his room. Like, his mom is Agreed. also a superhero. <laughs> yeah. There, ah, uh, I didn't know if I wanted to get into this, but there's, like, underlying misogyny in a lot of this movie. You know? Let's get they're into like, it. I, like, <laughs> they're, like, it is, it's, like, a very, like, patriarchal thing of, like, the granddad, the dad, the brother, and now Scott, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, the women kick their asses in, like, most of it. Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you can cuss. <laughs> yeah. Um, I said dickmatized. Yeah, but you also said it might get cut out, so I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, the mom, like fully saves bronze eagle in the first scene you know like she is yeah, the one who got sure. there first she's she is a mom a superhero and like a businesswoman. like and she's getting none of the respect the sister is like four years old making like <laughs> she's like eight <laughs> no but she got her powers when she was like four years old oh, okay right? okay <laughs> you know like with these like superpowers she's eight she's barbecuing the backyard and we're not gonna yeah. be like i think maybe they're the ones who run this household yeah you know yeah like, it felt like it was like it was like they they were like, oh, we're going to show these empowered women, mm-hmm. but not all the way. Because, like, the line that bothered me is when Scott lies and says that he flew. And mm-hmm. they're all, like, flying, flying. Like, that's amazing. Like, that's such a rare power. And the mom says, flying is the hardest thing to do. I can't even fly. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I just feel like we could have written that line though. better. Yeah, I mean, she has the same powers as the dad, except she can't fly. Oh, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, I think she's, like, better at hand-to-hand combat, too. Yeah. I think that that Bronze Eagle is really strong, and she is, like, 
amazing hand-to-hand combat. But she's also really strong because she lifted a whole van. Oh, she is. Yeah. I don't know. I think they have the exact same powers, but she just can't fly. Because she's also, super fast, but isn't... Yeah. Bronze Eagle yeah. isn't fast. Also, the younger sister reminds me a lot of Jack-Jack from The Incredibles. And I need you to know, like, I adore Jack-Jack as a character. <gasps> and I yeah. love that this kind of, like, parallels that. Because I'm like, this little sister could easily destroy everything if she wanted to. Like, she has yeah. the strength to do that. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. We need more of her. Yeah. She's also on a one-way track to be a supervillain. she is dragging scott left and right no reason what did he do to you (laughs) oh my god she's so funny like she has such an attitude with only scott (laughs) yeah yeah she's right she was like i don't believe that you flew yeah but she's also like crisping up her barbies yeah that's true (laughs) melting the patio furniture And I also, like, Amy was a better soccer player than Scott and, like, was way more focused than he was. You know, granted, Scott had a lot going on. We'll forgive him for that. You know, he needed a mental health day. But also, like, and then Nina was this genius. Yeah. And then we made her dumb. I mean, granted, we are all Nina. (laughs) (laughs) We are all Nina. Let's not forget. Nina solidarity here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like they were like the reason that she is not succeeding is because of I mean actually that's pretty accurate. Never mind. I don't want to get that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. No, but you're right. I think especially with the Amy, Amy was clearly the better soccer player and yeah. I think they wanted us to believe that Scott got better at soccer over the course of the movie, but I don't think he did. He, no. No. But where when? How? <laughs> <laughs> he got grounded. He couldn't go to practice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to make sense of misogyny when it's really, you know, you can't. it's it's misogyny. It's, you know, yeah, which it's is just like misogyny. a thing that we can address. <laughs> we can address. I, do, I mean, it doesn't. Thing, two things can be true. This can be a great movie and also uh, have some underlying issues. Yeah. I mean, most movies do. I want a... Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know what's really sad? We don't know what the mom's powers are. She's and super like, fast true. and super strong. Well, we don't know. We don't know exactly what they are, you know? they Because they never like, stated them. They didn't state them, but, like, I, they showed them. I thought, I thought she's fast and strong. Yeah. So I looked. I scoured. I hunted. And I could not find a single sliver of a fun fact. Couldn't find a crumb of fact about this movie. No one knows anything about it. So um, on the off chance, I don't know if any of you guys were involved in the making of this movie, our 30 loyal <laughs> listeners. Um, but if you if you know anything, text me. Let me know. But we couldn't find any fun facts. So we are going to send it right on over to our reporter in the field, Sabrina Lynn Zillinger. <laughs> With Where Are They Now? (laughs) Oh, shit. The full name. Okay. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) First, we have Robert Townsend, who we've heard a little bit about already because he also directed this movie. He played Jim Marshall slash Bronze Eagle, the father in this movie. He became interested in acting as a teenager and caught the eye of Chicago's Experimental Black Actors Guild during a reading of Oedipus Rex at his high school. And he then (gasps) later auditioned for the Experimental Black Actors Guild and studied at Second City. Oh, that's so cool. He's a second. That's awesome. I love that he's a Second City man. Yeah. He also dropped out of college to pursue his acting career. And he auditioned for SNL's 1980-1981 cast. But Eddie Murphy was chosen over him. Oh, my God. Yeah. 19-year-old Eddie Murphy. Isn't that crazy? I'm sorry. You've just like, I need a minute. <laughs> the can, oh my god, that that could have been an entirely different world. Like history yeah. changed. Yeah. Wow. And then he, oh my god, wait, he directed Eddie Murphy's stand up. Yeah. So that's good. They, oh, that's no bad nice. blood. I'm very happy. Men no, supporting no. men. 
<laughs> so since then, he's appeared in obviously many TV shows and films, including a PBS series called Another Page, a film called A Soldier's Story, and The Mighty Quinn with Denzel Washington. We also have heard that he directs um, as he did this movie. So he's directed and produced a handful of projects. Um, another couple names are Hollywood Shuffle, The Five Heartbeats, and American Soul. He also created two variety shows, one called Robert Townsend and His Partners in Crime, which was for HBO, and then Townsend Televis Television, which was for Fox. And his most recent project is the 2021 TV series, The Wonder Years, which he directed. He's been doing a lot. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's busy. He I is booked and busy. Next, we have Kevin Connolly, who played Malcolm, the evil villain in this movie. But he began his career at the age of six in TV commercials. And then at the age of 16, he had his first film role as Chicky in Rocky V. And two years after that, he co-starred with Tobey Maguire in the short-lived sitcom The Great Scott. He also starred in Beverly Hillbillies, Don's Plum alongside Tommy Guire again, and Leonardo DiCaprio, and the series Unhappily Ever After. Whoa. <laughs> the faces I'm seeing. Huh. I just, I didn't expect um, this from him. This is, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Um, in 2007, he made his full-length film directorial debut with a movie called Gardener of Eden. And he is currently best known for his role as Eric or E. Murphy in the HBO show Entourage, which lasted from 2004 to 2011. And he actually reprised the role in 2015's Entourage film adaptation. He's also appeared in films such as Secretariat, The Notebook, and he's just not that into you. His most recent project is the 2021 film or the 2020 film Chick Fight, I believe is what it's called. I know him from, like, The Notebook, and he's just not that into you and stuff like that. I knew him from somewhere, but I didn't I know a lot I about him. I think I am picturing him in Secretariat. Who is he in The he, Notebook? He's the best friend of... Who is he? Ryan Gosling's character, I think. Whoa! Is that right? I think, I think that's right. Whoa! I think he's the Weird. one who, like, helps introduce the two leads, I think. Yeah. Okay. So, Wild. So, I guess now is the time for us to wrap up our thoughts and try to figure out where we want to put this on the ranking. So, Neely, since you've been our awesome guest today, why don't you go first? Okay. I'm probably not going to be able to put this as eloquently as I would like, like to. But I think that this is just, I think it's a really good movie. And I think that it is... It has this like level of nostalgia to it that is is really nice to revisit. And I think my favorite thing about this movie is that it is a like it's a black family who and like keep in mind I am biracial, so I don't know what it's like to be in like a two black parent household. But like it it was really nice. I remembered why I liked it so much as a kid is that it wasn't this story about like how trying it is to be a person of color in the BIPOC community. It is just like a story about a family who's like, who are superheroes and they're just like, and how they deal mm -hmm. with that. You know, it's just like this break of like people who look like people in my family and like me living their lives and like in like these like fun in this like crazy situation, you know? And I think that like, that really stands the test of time and is like why I loved it yeah. so much as a kid. Yeah. And I think it's just, a, it's a freaking, it's a stand it up <laughs> movie. Yeah. I would watch it and I would recommend and I want it to be in the cinematic Marvel universe. Yeah. The Marvel cinematic universe. Absolutely. No, so, yeah. I, I, I loved it. I had fun. I loved watching it as a kid and like watching it again now, I would definitely watch it again with somebody else like I would I'd put this on it's a fun movie and I like I said I think that it's the blueprint for a lot of movies we have now and I think the only thing that's really holding me back is I wish I could see it with a bigger budget I think that this movie could be amazing if it just had 
like, I don't know, two million more dollars. Yeah. Casual. No, I I agree. I think this movie is so fun and it's something I would definitely recommend for people to watch. Um, And I would watch it again. I was super engaged the entire time and I thought the characters were fun. I thought the storyline was fun. I do kind of wish, and I'm not a big like, I want remakes because I feel like that's all we get right now. But like, I would love if they remade this movie. Please put it into the Marvel Mm -hmm. Cinematic Universe. Please bridge that gap between DC and Marvel with this family. I love that idea. I, I just feel like they could do so much more with it now. And I think they did a good amount with what they had for this movie. But like we've said, if they had more of a budget, it would be even better. And let's just bring it back. Let's let's bring back the Bronze Eagle. Let's bring back Warrior Woman, the Marshall family. Let's do it. I love it. Bring it back. You know what would be bring so cool back. is to see, because now Scott is probably like an adult, is if Scott's kids have powers. And we see kind of like would Bronze Eagle in the same role as Steel Condor. Disney! Mr. Dan Berenson, hire us to help write it. <laughs> we got ideas. <laughs> so for the ranking, I was thinking, I'm thinking like a little above middle of the list because I think a lot of the technical aspects do like, usually I don't like to it, but there are just so many technical aspects that kind of like yeah. pulled it down a little. I was thinking above Ultimate Christmas Present below High School Musical for the number eight slot. Is that too low? Okay. I, hmm. I I'm think really I could, trying to think. If okay. convinced, I could probably go above High School Musical, but not above Johnny Capahala back on board. I was just thinking, I was like, we had a whole like revelation with back on board that I don't think we can top with this one. <laughs> yeah. So no. I... Ooh, wait, can I put it above High School Musical? I don't know. I'm going to flip back to my notes. <laughs> I know. I need to look at my notes too. <laughs> High School Musical. Oh, oh no. people mad today. I have more negatives for High School Musical than I do for this movie. So... I do. I should... Yeah, I, I think if we're going to be objective... I, yeah, I think if we're going to be objective, we have to... Yeah, yeah, I think so, so too. Yeah, up, up, and away takes the number seven slot on our list of twenty-one wow. movies. That's crazy. I just want the audience to know that I am fist-pumping <laughs> aggressively. Oh my gosh. Neely, thank you so much for coming on. We'll definitely have to have you back for like another movie. Yes. So where can where can people find you? Like, where would you like people to follow you? I am at seems to be Neely on everything. It's the number two, not spelled out. And on everything except for TikTok. And there I am, whoa, Nelly, with three O's and two H's. It's very complicated. I didn't want my phone <laughs> well, well, we'll put it in like the, the, the caption on Instagram so people can find your yeah. TikTok. It's super okay. fun. Do you have anything that you want to Thanks. promote right now? Oh, you know, just... Just be nice to each other. Is that too dumb? I don't know. I have no No, projects happening. Just no, I loved it. Go be nice. Yeah, awesome. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this entire month of guests. Uh, It was a lot of fun having lots of different people on the podcast. So please join us back next week where we will be gearing up for St. Patty's Day with the iconic decom, The Luck of the Irish. And we are going to hit you with a very, very special episode because in the spirit of St. Patty's Day, Sabrina and I have decided that we will record the podcast under the influence of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) It's either going to be really fun or we'll we'll have to This will be an adventure. We'll see. (laughs) I'm excited. So, Megan, (laughs) where can you find us online? As always, you can find us over on Instagram at Disney Channel Unoriginal Pod. 
Also, if you like us, you can rate us a five star on whatever you listen to the podcast on. And also, if you're so inclined, you can leave a review and let us know what decom you want to hear about next. We release new episodes every Sunday. So until next time, I'm Megan. I'm Neely. And I'm Sabrina. And you've been listening to Decup, the Disney Channel unoriginal podcast. Dun, 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 dun.